1: to be back with you folks with me as always my friend my co-host stephanie Wesco. good morning stephanie
2: good morning doug
1: happy wednesday to you you. yeah
2: yes yeah middle of the week
1: i like wednesdays better than tuesdays you know it's a progressive thing mondays nah yeah tuesdays wednesdays (laughs) halfway there you know thursdays are kind of glorious praise god fridays are wonderful but uh and Sunday is the best of all where we get to worship God. So, Stephanie, we've been going on. We've been talking about characteristics. We've been inviting people. We want to invite you guys, too. We want to bring you in. We want to do a Zoom call or a phone call. Write me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. We want to tell you all about the ministry. We want to talk to you about that. We want to catch up with you. So send me an email. Maybe if you're a lady and you want to talk to just Stephanie, you don't want to talk to me You say, well, Doug, you're a loser. Uh, send me your information and say for Stephanie at Doug at wounded Some people maybe get that way. Stephanie, you know, I, I think I've been unfairly judged because of my manliness. I'm just, yeah, and that's all right.
2: I'm going to play you the world's smallest violin. Oh
1: man, there's a depression (laughs) right there. Folks, this is an example of PTSD. I went down, you heard that live right here, going down the wrong road and she's playing the world's smallest violin. And she's got a couple small violins around the house, but she's even going smaller (laughs) than that. She could get Emmy and Emmy could play a violin. So, I mean, these people are musically <laughs> gifted around there. If there was a kid in that family that wasn't gifted, I'd say the hospital gave you the wrong baby because everybody <laughs> around there is gifted. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I just kind of sit in the corner when I'm around when they start singing and stuff, you know. Old Emmy comes over. Ah, 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 and I'm like, man. I remember when she was oh, three years old, she sang better than me. Well, yeah, She
2: has her vibrato. She can, I mean,
1: sometimes I'm like, oh my word. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, She's, she, she's got some bravado and she's got the voice to go with it. And uh, yeah, she does. Boy, there's a musician there. So we're starting off this characteristic. So, Stephanie, this is one that I jokingly said to you. You never worry. And, uh, you know, again, tracking down that we started on Monday, remember, with hypervigilance. And then we went to anxiety, and anxiety's little brother is worry. And uh, so, mm-hmm. so, what does worry look like to you, Stephanie?
2: Well, worry to me, oh my, yeah, I would say the worry is probably anxiety's, yeah, twin. Um, but you know, I mean, it's worry's a legitimate thing. You know, when you have, when you, just from personal life experience, when you're sat down and told you have liver tumors, mm. that sparks worry. Um, worry slash anxiety, and and they are different, um, but you know, th- there's a sense of okay, what in the world's going on? There's a sense of which, if I know somebody, somebody I love is suffering, um, is sick, I worry about them. Um, that sense of just um, this extra level of care, this extra level of burden on my heart for whatever. And um, I mean, there I could give you a gazillion examples, but. Um, you know, I would say worry would tend to be more on specific. Yes. You can say I'm worried about the future. Um, but for me personally, it'd be more specific things that would cause that worrying Yeah, um, where there would maybe be more pinpointed. This is why I'm worried as far as anxiety, that can be more of just this overall sense of dread, overall cloud in a sense that feels like it's hanging over you. Where, whereas worry would have more specific, um, instances or reasons that would be sparking that extra heavy sense of care or concern over something
1: i think so and, and i think that's why we separated worry out from anxiety because i think they're i do think they're twin brothers um and i i do think they share the same mother of craziness of evil but you know this uh, stephanie there's worry thing you can fixate you know, we can have this hypervigilance. We can have this anxiety. And we're kind of, we're hanging out in the same swimming pool right now. We're feeding at the same trough we've been feeding at all week. And that's good, I think, because it really talks to those mm-hmm. of us who go through this junk. And, you know, I do. You know, I, I got a pretty good yeah. I, I Walking helps me with all this. Just being honest with you. Listening to God's word, reading God's word of walking at the same time. I was out there this morning at 630. And I'm not saying that to brag. It's just, that's my valve. That's mm-hmm. what I do. You know, I walk. That's what I do. And it allows me to eat a whole lot of food without putting on weight. Praise God. But anyway, mm-hmm. and that plus I, you know, I've figured out my health somewhere along the way. But, you know, you can take one thing. I think worry to me is, is there one thing that I worry about night and day? And there is. And, mm-hmm. and, and God says, you know, heaviness in the heart maketh a man, uh, make it stoop, but a good word make it glad. The fear of a man bringeth the snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord, shall be safe. So I think if we look at these things, Stephanie, you know, we just looked at Proverbs twelve and Proverbs twenty nine. You know, we're in the middle of Proverbs, so I wanted to go with those verses. But heaviness, boy, that's depression. Heaviness, that's boy, that's worrying. heaviness, that's anxiety. And uh, um, but a good word, and and sometimes. Uh, we need to have that good word. I find that good word. I listen to the Bible being read to me every single morning, reading it at the same time. Uh, I try to do 20, 30 minutes of Bible reading every day for my Audible app on Amazon. I, and uh, I have, you know, the the Bible. And I, I'm personally, I, I listen to the King James Version of the Bible. And it's animated where, you know, when God talks, this is God. You know, I pay attention to that. When Ruth talks, it's somebody who could really be a Ruth. You know, you guys may not know this, but (laughs) Stephanie's middle name is Ruth. But I think that's a good word for me. I mean, Mm -hmm. what's a good word that pops us out of these things? It's got to be God's word. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's It's true. Without it, there's a reason I understand now so much more than I used to why people who don't have the Lord end up on drugs or end up drinking or, you know, try, doing whatever they have to do to, to drown out the worry, to drown out the pain. And so that is why God's word is such a huge um, comfort. And yeah. um, to understand that God is, God's the same God today that he was yesterday, that he'll be tomorrow. Right. And that he's that unchanging, um, he's the unchanging fact that can keep me stable um, with the twists and turns, with the rocking of the boat, um, with the storms. And that's huge um, to helping us get get through life.
1: Yeah. And, and, And I think exactly what you just said, too, is... You know, worry is a, a symptom of stopping and fixating on something. That's what it is for me. That's what it looks like for me. And uh, uh, but you know, if we can change that, and we can have that good word, God's word, if we can uh, look to that, you know, if we can make that, and, and if we can remember what what do we vote all the uh, uh, share all the time at camps and stuff? Second Timothy one seven for uh, for God has not given us the spirit of fear,
2: to fear, but of power of love and of a sound line.
1: So if we think about that for a minute, you know, worries, fear, right? So I I think that's the answer for us folks right there. I don't think we got to beat this up anymore. We're still in that same vein. We turn tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow we got a a new subject matter, but I, I, I think understanding that those things, that hypervigilance or that anxiety that we talked about and that depression that we talked about and worry, they're all hooked together and the same answer for every one of them. So Stephanie, we find ourselves in chapter 19 of the book of Proverbs, just moving along and we're on verse number four as we go through. So we find ourselves in 19.4, for those of you who are going along with us, and uh, it says, wealth maketh many friends, but the poor is separated from his neighbor. And boy, I've seen that in my life when someone's wealthy, Mm -hmm. people want to be around them, Oh, or they think they can get something from somebody. I feel bad for some of Some of those people are messed up, Stephanie. You know, they're more messed up than a soup sandwich. They they think, oh man, I can get something, you know, power too. Boy, what a what a crazy, oh, this guy's this, or that guy's that, or he's the boss, or he's this. Uh, I mean, you ought to see people falling all over themselves when our congressman comes back from Washington and you see him in the grocery store. So it's crazy. And uh, But uh, but then it's, it goes on to say, but but when you're poor, you know, the wealthy guy can draw a lot of friends. You know, there's a lot of advantages mm-hmm. that people see, but a, a poor man may not have those advantages. So I think looking at these verses, uh, God is no respecter of men. And uh, I'll tell you, most of my friends, I'm I'm glad to count them among the poor in the world. Praise God. I mean, mm. well, what, what are you thinking about when you see that verse, Stephanie?
2: Yeah, well, I think this is just a fact of life that very often when someone has money, all these people want to be around him. And um, I think the word friends here is a different kind of friend than we were looking at um, in verse 24. Absolutely. Um, because yeah, if you have money, if people think that they can get something out of you, Oh, they'll be more than happy to be your buddies. And, um,
1: yeah, this is not the yucky goes, friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and, you know, if, if somebody thinks, Oh, this, you know, that person is well known. If I get close to them, they're going to help advance me. You know, it's like the political game. Um, that gets played all the time. And yeah. so the contrast is the poor is separated from his neighbor. If you're poor, if you don't have anything to offer in terms of wealth, in terms of fame, in terms of um, advancing someone else's ambitions. Yeah. These kind of friends, quote unquote, don't have much use for you. Yeah, no, and that's, that's it. I, I, t- I totally agree with you. I would much rather hang out with people that are poor, but that are real. Than people that have money and are, are stuck up snobs and two-faced.
1: There it is. Any day of the week. Yeah. (laughs) And I know people have money that are great, but, but this, this, this crazy, uh, you know, fixation that we have with rich people or powerful people and stuff, it's just sickening. And, you know, God is no respecter of people. And I'm so thankful that God would take me, you know, Mm -hmm. a, a guy, nothing special and uh, allow me to be saved and allow me to have the great life I have and friends I have and all of you. Hey, folks, listen, we'll be right back. We want to let the stations go ahead and identify themselves and maybe give you a quick message. So then, Stephanie, we come along and we see verse number five. It says, a false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall not escape. And, uh, So a false witness, boy, you get this idea of a courtroom. Whenever I see the term false witness, my mind automatically goes to a courtroom. And, uh, you know, where somebody lies and said, oh, I saw so-and-so kill. We used to, you know, there used to be those court shows, Perry Mason and stuff. And I read those books when I was a kid. We didn't have TV when I was a kid. I had a a black and white TV that was as big as my hand, you know, for five kids or whatever. But I'll tell you, I always go back to Perry Mason and catching somebody lying, somebody making that false statement. Mm-hmm. And, and and God wants to remind us that we're not going to escape the penalty. That's a sin. When you're a false witness, you're sinning. You're not just sinning against yeah. that individual. You're sinning against God.
2: Yeah, that's right. And there are serious consequences for that. And it's very, it's very sobering to me that there are people out there right now that I know that are more than happy to be a false witness for someone else to cover for someone else's sin. And that's what a false witness is. Exactly. It it is someone who is willing to lie on the behalf of someone else. And what's sick to me is that very often a false witness is also a Judas. Mm. And by that, I mean, they, they appear To be the victim's friend. They appear to love the victim. They appear to be on the victim's side. But when the rubber meets the road, there'll be a false witness to cover. And it's, it's, in essence, it is what Aiken's children did for Aiken. Yeah. They were false witnesses to cover for his sin. And guess what? God considered them covering up his sin every bit as much serious as Aiken's sin itself. Wow. And so this is a very, and you can go throughout Scripture, time after time, and see this that given, you know, proof that this verse is true. God takes lying lips; they're an abomination to Him. He considers this very serious. And if if you are asked to or demand, it's demanded of you that you lie on the behalf of someone else, your red flags, your alarms better be deafeningly loud in your ear because when God says, it, this is such a sweet way of saying it is as a false witness shall not be unpunished. Oh, that's such a nice way of saying it. it's because when the river meets the road, God had Aiken's children stoned yeah. to, get to death for being false witnesses. Yeah. God takes this very, very seriously.
1: He does. He does. And, and <clears throat> you don't have to be on a witness stand, I guess as a, a good way for me to close this out and sworn in uh, to be a false witness.
2: That's exactly right. Uh,
1: a false witness can happen anywhere in any place of life, and and then we see that in verse number six, Stephanie. It says, "Many will entreat the favor of a prince, and every man is a friend of him that giveth gifts." And and uh, you know when somebody and we we almost talked about this just a couple of verses ago, but when somebody's of that high importance, you know, of nobility everybody wants their favor you know what the the family and i and stephanie knows this we're taking a vacation kind of i'm i'm going to do a ministry thing or two while i'm there but we we, we were going to go to ireland and great britain just had enough money to go to and, and miles and plane tickets and hotel points and stuff to 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 go to england and boy i jokingly said to the kids yeah i'm going to call prince william you know and <laughs> set up an appointment with him uh, but how many people want to set up an appointment with him? How many people?
2: Oh, you know, Emmy <clears throat> Emmy told me I just needed to call up Prince Charlotte, Princess Charlotte's mom because she wants to have a play date with Princess Charlotte. And she's like, Mommy, all you have to do is call her mom and find out when we can go to her house.
1: Yeah, boy, that'd be great, wouldn't it? If you could just, hey, hey, Emmy wants to be over with Charlotte, and Steffi's a big fan. Uh, you know, we'll come by. We'll, we can let the boys ride horses out back in the stables. and uh, we'll, we'll be there, and, uh, you know, we'll we'll leave our, our friend Doug out in the car, you know. Yeah. And, and, uh, terrible. Yeah. But then, then the other, the second part of that verse is every man is a friend think about that think about what the the second part of that verse says it says every man is a friend to him that giveth gifts so somebody who gives gifts every man's a friend of that person and uh you know i think this is almost this can go a couple ways now listen i uh i, I like to give gifts you like to give gifts we like to get gifts everybody listening likes to get and give gifts all that kind of stuff but i think this is talking about those people with so, uh, selfish motives and how they, how they can benefit from these gifts and these spoils and things of that nature. I think this is pointing to that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. That idea that um, there are many people who are in relationships for what they can get out of it. Yeah. And if, if you're, you know, I, I, are you are you in a relationship? Are you friends with the prince? in the sense of and I don't mean are you friends with a prince because you want something are you friend with a prince because you're concerned about their well-being and by prince you know that was that's a bible term for a high up yeah um yeah someone who has influence someone who can maybe help you out in your situation in life and yeah I mean you I'm sure you've experienced this gazillion times over with your background I've experienced it on a way way less way less scale since Charles died in different, you know, situations of life where people come to me wanting me to um, do things for that in the end are totally for their game um, yeah. to help their personal cause or whatever. And it's, and that's, that's not a true friendship. No. And you know, it says every man is a friend in that give gifts. Okay. So are you a friend because you're just getting something out of it or are you a friend to someone because you really care about them that's what true friendship is, that, is. that's where you know that's where the rubber hits the road yeah yeah
1: yeah that's where the rubber hits the road i i 100% agree with that and and you know we got to ask ourselves the question why are we end things you know, one of yeah. the things that happens in relationships, you know, when people have been married for years or friendships or whatever the case may be, people may not be able to give like they gave before. And, and, you know, if your relationship is based on what, I, what can I do for you or what can yeah. you do for me? Uh, I mean, it's, that's, that's not going to pass the test of time. Because then you start well, saying, well, you know, this person can do more for me than you. And you see that. But sadly, we see that when people lead people or cheat on their spouses or, uh, you know, God, it's, it's selfish. It's the height of arrogance and selfishness with a lot of these things. And I think God's word is reminding us today that it's not about that. It's not about princes. It's not about the world. It's not about what other people can give. We serve a God who, who, who serves everybody. Uh, who's our friend and and i think somewhere along the way here stephanie as we gain perspective going through proverbs and there's been a lot there's a lot of perspective here that we need to look at our own relationships our own loves our own likes mm-hmm. our own mm-hmm. things and say boy am i still as happy with this friend with this spouse with this kid as i was when i needed them more or they would do more for me i mean i yeah. I, I think we got to look at these things yeah no
2: i agree 100% and Understand that a true friend, um, and I come back to this with I always am talking about the Hicks. Um,
1: you got to stop doing but, that. You don't hear me talk. We got to have Liberty back on though. I,
2: we do, we got to
1: have an updated Liberty podcast. Liberty is we how us, uh, Liberty Emmy Liberty. used to call it Libby, Liberty.
2: Yeah, yep. There's a little bit of a thing going on. The Liberty. Liberty, um, but yeah. no, they, they were they were awesome friends to us. When we were nobodies, you know, they were, they were awesome friends to us through deputation and then Charles dies and um, life is turned upside down. And guess what? They have stayed. They've stayed the same kind of friends the entire time. And yes, our friendship, true friendship gets sweeter with time. It gets sweeter through bumps in the road. It gets sweeter no matter the circumstances of life. But um, I don't have, you know, And I'm sure you would say the same thing. We don't have a lot of friends. And I don't think, I think this is just reality of life. You won't have a huge, a huge, you know, crowd of friends that are that kind of friends that are your friends through the thick and the thin, through the poor times, through the rich times. They're just there. That's what true friendship is based on. Because guess what? True friends that love you are that way because Jesus is flowing through them and they're mirroring who he is as our ultimate best friend. Yeah. And so that's, that is what should determine our friendships is Jesus involved in that friendship. Is he at the core of it? Because if he's not, that friendship is going to end up fizzling.
1: There it is. And, and you know what? There's perfectly good relationships thrown away and, 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 you know, you lose respect for people, you lose people. There's nothing worse than to lose somebody in your life Mm. uh, just because we're messing these things up. And, yeah. Folks, maybe that's the lesson from today. The lesson from today is be a friend. No matter what they can give to you, and be that kind of, you know, family member, spouse, mom, dad, brother, sister, who, whatever your relationships is, be that kind of person, no matter where people are at in their stages of life, what they're going through. And and uh, boy, that's that's what that's what this world needs today is godliness. Hey, listen, we yeah. love you folks. Make sure you drop us a line over there at uh Doug at woundedspirits.com. We'd love to get together. I'm thinking we're gonna go live with Stephanie here over the next week or so, do a Facebook Live or something. We haven't done that in a year, so we'll go out there and do something like that coming up. But we sure do love you, folks. And tomorrow's a big day, so you want to make sure you come out with So tomorrow we're going to be back in the Proverbs. We're going to be starting off, we're going to be talking about a really hard characteristic of PTSD. So you don't want to miss that. And uh, many of you may have been hurt by that characteristic. So make sure you come on out tomorrow morning. Please listen to everything Eric has to say. Uh, We'll talk to you real soon. Thank you. God bless.